0: Turn up the volume, the
1: volume. Welcome to Something Like That with Nav. Hey, it's Nav here. Another episode is going to be an exciting one. It's going to be a good show indeed today because I got some of uh, uh, the guys who's been in the scene for a very long time, they've been there, they've been rocking it. And uh, one of my old friends, she's also on board the show today. They have just released a brand new single, entitled Disappear. It's an amazing track. We'll talk about that in a bit from now. Of course, we are talking about Wanted Symphony and also Nadira. So let's bring them on board. We have Daniel, I have Rupert, and I have Nadira. The whole gang is down hey, there. Hey, Hi.
2: So this is a I'm going team you all
1: up. Okay, good. Ah. Uh, Thanks for coming on board, guys. Thank you so so much. It's nice to have you on board of the show. And uh, I thank must say before I, keep things, before I kick things off, I must say you have an awesome awesome track. Thank, it's you, thank you. Super thank chill you out. So
2: much.
1: I kind of like it's beautiful, the video. Isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's like it gives you that feel good vibe when you listen to the whole song. You know, it's like I like I told you guys off air. It's like when I listen to a track, I don't listen to it in advance. Darren emailed Darren Tay of A. Uh, ahm just emailed me a couple of weeks back i said no i'm not going to listen to it until the day i talked to these guys and uh, today when i clicked on it i completely regretted why <laughs> why i didn't listen to it i would have put it on i don't know what, what was the word you call it loop yeah on loop on my playlist man i've got to have done that it's a still nice not ride. too late for you to do that man Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's one of the tracks that, uh, you know, you have your own personal list that some of the songs you're going to put in a loop regularly. So this yep. is definitely one of it. And, nice. Uh, before I even get into the track, I have a question for Daniel. Daniel, help me out. For years, I've been wanting to ask you this question. Never had the chance. Only I could do it this year and right now. Wanted Symphony. This mm-hmm. is the very same Wanted Symphony that used to be a full-fledged rock band, right? okay, it is. I just just had to know, I just got to know about that, man, because I was puzzled when uh, uh, Darren said, Hey, once in symphony, I said, Yeah, man, I haven't heard them in a while. And I know that there were some transitions going on from a rock band, and I know you had a solo act for a short stint, and then now it's a new uh, new lineup altogether, you can say, but it has changed so much. So please tell me, when did this whole thing happen, man?
3: So, um, wow, I mean. Someone who actually, you know, followed our history, you know, first of all, uh, it's a pleasure, it's an honour, it's an honour. And uh, so I think Wanted Symphony started like way back uh, in 2010, actually. So we've been around for the better part of the last decade or so. Uh, So like you correctly pointed out, uh, we used to be like a five-piece rock band. And I think we played every show there is, you know, to play um back in the day when live events was king uh yeah so there was like you know everything like like you name it probably have played it so it was really really it was really really a a a fun time um for me especially at the time i was still in college and uh you know getting out there and the scene um it it was really a a whole learning process for me and then i think sometime in uh, 2016 2017 um, everybody started to get busy With their jobs with their lives and everything you know how it goes though right yeah and yeah so i think i think that that, that's essentially what happened and everyone started going their separate ways um i thought to myself hey look you know what i've done we've done too much for this name to essentially start on a rebrand and and you know as as what i think some some other bands would have probably embarked on so i decided to try try something different and say you know what let's keep the name um but let's let's go with a solo act until you know I can I, I could find someone or some ones to kind of pick it up back I think for, yeah for a year or two that was how we rolled and then um, in 20, 2017 uh, I started doing uh, you know I started organizing a show of my own it was called soundstruck and I think that I remember was where, that. yeah so that was where like we you know I met a lot of a lot of people a lot of musicians in the scene um that that was when the scene was really really growing right and that was where i met ruben so ruben you want to take this part of the story
0: yeah sure. (laughs) so yeah i met daniel at that show sounds like i was invited to play and at the time it was such a big deal for me to be to have been invited to play for that show because it was like the thing like if you play for that show if you get invited to play for that show you are you are you are growing up (laughs) yeah excited and yeah was there early as I always am. I'm a very punctual person, but uh, I was doing my sound check and Daniel was just sitting around and he was like, Oh, this spoiler really can sing. Huh? I was like, Okay, <laughs> then we started talking, and on that night itself, it was we did an impromptu cover of Ed Sheeran's Perfect like, no rehearsal, no nothing, it was just super impromptu. Um, yeah, and I guess after that, we you know, hung out a bit more, we kept going out. To the mama at night, things like that. And he asked me to play for a couple of shows, some events that he got called for. So I played. And I think in the beginning of 2018, we were just sitting in the mama, and he was just like, Bro, you are part of Wanted Symphony or so. I was like, Okay.
1: <laughs> that's where the I- magic happened.
0: I I kinda not a shortcut into it. I just okay. I mean
1: <laughs> Well, when it's good, grab it. It's when good it's offer. good, grab it. Yeah. yeah. Big, uh, that explains it all. Because I was I was puzzled, it's like because I was thinking that okay, I might be wrong. Maybe I got the, the whole idea wrong, but I do remember Daniel way back and when wanted simply. I used to be a fan of the band. And then it's like, okay, something's changed down here. Am I, did I get it right or did I get it wrong? And then I saw the whole thing's like, Ruben's in the picture. Okay, maybe I got it wrong, but thank you for clearing the air. Weaves. I might have read about it somewhere, but uh, it's best to get it from the horse's mouth. But now my question is this. How did you get Nadira come, come on board for this particular track? Because Nadira, if you pay attention to her music from way back till now, she, she's a bit picky on who she collaborates with. If you see the whole list of whoever people she's been working with it's always it's not the norm right? it's not the norm it's not the usual people that she collaborates with so how did this whole wanted symphony nadira kick in
2: go and oh uh, okay <laughs> you 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 go you go daniel
1: okay
3: uh yeah so i <laughs> i think i think to uh you know to to put this to i, I i'm not sure you know how how to put this exactly but we were kind of in the studio together and um so, so yeah you're, you're right Na, you know nadira is you know she, she's pretty picky with who she collaborates with and and even though we go way back right we like i i know nadira from like i think i can't remember i think one of the early years when we were on like you know tracks fm together I, I think and then mm-hmm. we played like we, we yeah. played like the show in Times square for like the indie youth Fest something it was really really long ago we like we go way back but i think uh at that time we never really had the thought of collaborating and then so fast forward like a few years later i think you know uh just recently in fact um and then we went in the studio together and then you know we were, we were we were we were going through this the the motions of like you know recording the song do, doing this track and all that and then she heard the song and then she was like oh wow this is this this is your song it's like we gotta do it together i was like really let's do it so i'm always on for a, i'm always on for a collaboration right I, I always love to see uh what other artists can bring uh from a creative standpoint from an artistic standpoint uh to the music that we write and turn it into something completely their own so um i have to say it's it's been an honor working with nadira on this entire process uh, she's been nothing but a true professional, and she's amazing at what she does. So yeah, I think Nadira. Aww, you're yeah.
2: too much, Daniel.
3: Yeah.
1: Too so much. So now the <laughs> so now the price tag of the invoice goes let's say, a bit but, <laughs> 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 but but this but this wouldn't be the first time you guys are working together, right? You did a cover. I mean, some time ago, you did a cover together just for the fun of it. Oh, yeah, it we, did, we did. Mm-hmm. It uh,
3: I think we did. That was a while back i think we did the um the christmas winter, and then we did oh, yeah. yeah we, we did the cover best part um and then yeah so so this 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 whole you know deciding to collaborate on the on an original song kind of stemmed from that process i think and then this is the one that because it's an original song so you know i suppose it's getting the attention that it's getting right now you know with all this um you know promotional stuff going on and all that so I think, it, you know, it, it's getting the, the attention that it deserves because, yeah, we, really yeah, we're because
0: really so usually, happy with that.
1: Yeah, because usually it takes a bit of chemistry and uh, you've you got to have the gel going on when you can release a track working with somebody. And I see uh, you guys did a fantastic job on this particular track. Like I said earlier, uh, is the music video out for this? Is it out yet? It's not out yet, um, but it okay, will be so I'm the, very soon. I'm the, I'm the lucky one who actually got to see that. <laughs> so just <to laughs> nice. pay attention to it and uh, you'll, you'll get You'll, I don't know how to put it in words uh, for a guy. This is bad for a host to say this, but uh, it's something that is supposed to be f- something supposed to be felt instead of just watched or listened to. So you, when you watch the yeah. video, you'll know what I'm to be. Um, I'm saying right now, and uh, talking about this track, disappear. This song was written quite a while back, right, Daniel? You actually yeah. performed the song once uh, on your solo side, and now yeah. coming up again. What made you decide that uh, disappear should come out as a full fledged song?
3: Um, disappear was actually you know one of the songs that uh, I think defined wanted symphony in the second half of our you know of our and uh, you know for the most part it's one of the songs that people recognize the most even on stage Um, whether I play whether we play it you know if it's just me or with the band um, it's one of those songs that people can kind of remember because it's got that, that that hook that that you do it right so um we decided first and foremost that it would be a part of our album so actually the original album version of the song which is um electronic pop uh that dropped in uh, december so we thought you know it would be really a good idea to put out the collab stripped version of it um this year as a kind of like a follow-up to that uh since you know, since the song was originally written to be actually a, a mellow kind of ballad style um pop R&B kind of, kind of deal. So, yeah, I think that's, that's well,
1: a beautiful a, song. Love yeah. It. And, and, and the million dollar question is, uh, I was reading the lyrics to that song. It is so... A very livy-divy kind of poem-like a track, which is something that I would copy and just send it to my wife for the next <laughs> anniversary <annual three> celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Those kind of things. That's a compliment.
2: That's a, that's I just hope compliment. she's
1: not listening to this, because then she'll know where I got it from. Okay, it's, it's a nice track. So was that actually meant for someone special in your life when you wrote that song?
3: Uh, no, actually. So I'll tell you how the song was written. So, I And, and, and to be perfectly candid, right? So sometimes songs are like born out of the most um random things and so i think back in 2015 or 2016 i just come back from a really long trip uh to europe right and i was there for like if i if i remember correctly it was six months it could have been longer yeah so i think when someone that um you know studied overseas or you know that that sort of deal I, I completed my education here and all that so so when i went to europe i was actually like proper backpacking on holiday and things like that so you meet people along the way you you know you gain a whole bunch of new experiences along the way and then it's when i enough. came
1: short <laughs> <Yeah>. time <laughs> <laughs> part time love la,
3: <laughs> but yeah you know when, when you come back and and the whole that that whole emotion just kind of like of of withdrawal that that withdrawal thingy just kind of crashes onto you so i think that was the place that the song was born out of and in in that moment i kind of just wrote the song and yeah a few years later here we are
1: that's, that's a nice yes. experience and uh, that's a nice backstory to the song, man. You yeah. think about it, it's like, you know, you know it well, right? And that, that coming of this song, getting, writing a song that has emotional connection to people is very important. Not, it's not just about the beat, it's not just about the whole music video or stuff but lyrics play a very important role. These days, yeah. you hardly find that, right? I mean, you guys have been in the scene for a very long time, and nowadays, it's no longer poetry when it comes to uh, a ballads or maybe R&B or soul. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you feel that way in most songs?
2: I feel like, you know, when... Because you can write fiction, or you can write from your heart. And I feel like when you write from your heart, that's when the greatest things happen, you know? Because you're being your truest self, and you're like in your element. So... I think it's, it's so good. It's great, you know, because it's so real. And that's when people can feel your emotions in the song.
1: Yeah, it's just that for me now, for those listening to this uh, particular podcast, if you haven't got the chance, or maybe when you get the chance to watch the video, you'll understand why. It's like you guys how presented it really well uh, during this whole video. And Ruben, do you write songs yourself?
0: Uh, I used to when I was a solo. So before I met Daniel, I did write a couple of songs. And but to be honest, to be honest, I don't know if they were if they were any good, but they were depressing as hell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, like silver chair.
0: Yeah, it was it was super depressing. But I don't know for me when I used to write songs, it was an escape, right? It was for me to get whatever I was feeling off of my chest. And my whole philosophy on writing is. Uh, Because I I did used to play these songs live and um, my whole philosophy is that if I can even touch one person or if I can make one person feel something, I've done my job as a musician. I've done my job as an artist, as a lyricist, you know. So yeah, that, it was depressing because it was a coping mechanism for me, but I also hope that it helps some people get through the things that they've gone through.
1: Yeah. But now uh, now coming into Wanted Symphony, now that you're part of Wanted Symphony right now and uh, the style even for this particular single, or how the, the trend of it or the style of the songs, do you think that in, in the future, the next upcoming tracks or maybe, I don't know, maybe the next couple of months, maybe a couple of years, do you think your style would be applicable for Wanted Symphony or do you have to change your whole method altogether?
0: I don't think I would have to change my whole method altogether because uh, the way Daniel and I especially when we play we gel very easily so we we, were, we both grew up in church and we played in church so the style is somewhat similar daniel is a little more, a little bit more technical when it comes to piano and it's insane trying to keep up with him but he's easy to work with because he tries to slow down for me um but yeah speaking on style i don't think there's much that needs to be changed because we have similar styles
1: Cool, man. And for you, Daniel, uh the transition from being a rocker to uh, an R and B artist is this? Is that what you, you categorize your genre right now? R and B, soul, or uh, is, it's... it's hard because it's hard to find uh, the the genre for the new Wanted Symphony. It's like pretty much genreless, right?
3: Yeah, it, it's it's because you see that's a, that that's the, that's the beauty of it, right? We're we're as a duo, we are able to write and put out um music as as how we feel it should sound and uh if you really were to categorize us i would say you know um acoustic pop r&b you know right now that that's what we we are um and i think the that, that's 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 where the core of it is at and uh, the album that we put out you know the one that has has eight songs which we actually did a staggered um release of uh, throughout 2020 and um you know due to the pandemic and stuff we have had to delay a lot of things um we still have one track left to go um so that album that collection of songs was more i i would say for in-trend listeners these days so it's it doesn't stray off genre too much it's just that the way um the instrumentation and everything was done um was more from an electronic pop uh, kind of standpoint you know to make
1: to make it more easy listening per se. Yeah. Any? Are you enjoying the whole process? It's like because it's like I said earlier because I am I'm still trying to to uh, digest the whole thing from rock to this particular <laughs> genre. It is something totally different because you guys were known for that particular sound at one yeah, point in time yeah, and yeah. transitioning to something completely different. I, is it was it an easy process for you?
3: Um yes and no i I would really say yes and no because as at at the heart of it all you know my identity as a musician has not changed um i would say my delivery has changed and getting used to that form the new form of delivery is is something that you know that that it took a while for me to get used to like for example we would play shows um to like you know hundreds of people uh standing in front rocking out jumping around and screaming on top of their lungs because that's what Yeah that's, hey, what a, yeah that's essentially what a rock band does right and yeah. to be very honest with you um i do miss that i i really do miss that like i'd be lying if i said I, I i don't but having seen the way we perform now right we still play i mean we still play to crowds of people the only difference is that for example now they're seated down and they actually pay attention to the lyrics that we sing and they are actually taking in every you know, every music technicality, every little, you know, twist and turn, every little accent that we do, you know, every that we do, with, that we speak through our music, and that's an entirely different experience altogether, and I think that is what we as a band currently, that's what we live for. So And for yeah.
1: bands, and for fans, how did they take that? Uh, because I, I'm I'm still one of the fanboys from back then, and now I'm a new fanboy for this version of it. So it's like to to switch from one thing to another. It's not going to be an easy transition for us fans. So how how did you, most of your fans take it?
3: So I, I to be you know to be completely candid, I think we may have lost some of our older fans back in the day. Uh, clearly, because they were you know they were into that genre of music, and you know we don't we don't go out and we don't rock out as much anymore.
2: It's called um, evolution evolution <laughs> right yeah <laughs> it's, it's normal <laughs>
3: yeah but i think for the most part you know um as long as people still we, we've we've gained like a whole new fan base especially now with the age of like digital music distribution and things like that yeah. so i think the the whole idea of um you know fans has kind of changed with us as well um so yeah i mean how did they take it i i think it's best if 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 they speak for themselves but I would like to think I would like to think that um we kind of ease them into it you know because it didn't happen overnight it, it kind of happened over like the course of like a year or two so yeah,
1: well, on the bright side there uh, this is where you get to show your your range or rather the uh, different sides of uh, exactly an artist, yeah a musician it's it's just like this instead of just focusing on one, you get to show people or other the people your fans out there that there are different sides to a musician, like some of them were from r and b to rock and uh, even even i don't know to techno and house music There's there's a yeah. change in that and another person nadira i got to find out from you you've been in the business for as long as i can remember it's been a very very long time since i very first met you time. and yeah. uh you have the album the first when you came out was uh what maybe malaysia from right Malaysia, from malaysia love. From with malaysia love. love yeah and from then till now you have uh I could just say this. I'll just daringly put it out there. You are one of the person that is associated every single time when you listen to some R&B track or hip-hop track. It isn't complete without Nadira's appearance in the track, in the in the local hip-hop scene. Because whenever there's a rap scene, you've got to have Nadira That She brings in the swag to the music. She brings in the swag to the music video. You're the only girl that I know in the hip-hop scene that actually has that hip-hop look or R&B look in any of the music video and also the sounds. So
2: Yeah, I was, years, was around.
1: Yeah, you've been there. Yeah. I mean from from the indie scene. I mean, I'm talking about RTV days and yeah. since and uh,
2: the bomb shelter days as well, you know, like yeah. before um Sun what what do you call it Cypher Sunday? Since those days Pop and even and, and, yeah. and Clef and yeah, those times. Yeah, so, I, I, I was just always there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you were there. So any time to do with hip hop, hey, Nadira is definitely there. Any hip hop geeks, Nadira is always there for the hip hop scene of it. But how has that changed through the years? Has it, are you still doing the same thing? Or, I know you have involved in your music, but are you partaking in all those kind of uh, activities like what you used to be?
2: um not as much because i've decided to take a step back and let the new generation rise you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's is their time there's so many new artists now and they're like amazing you know so like i mean even during my time i wasn't the only one that was doing it there's people like um keida um honey madu and then there's like shikara and there was a few other people though um I, I did, like, a cypher video with all the yeah. females doing the rap, right? Rubber so, Band, Al Capone, so what, uh, everybody exactly. was yeah, there, right? Exactly. So, those were the ones who were representing at that time. And and we were, like, you know, and people have asked us to do, like, a new one. And we're, like, you know what? Let's leave it at that. We let the new generation do the thing. <laughs> because that was our time, you know? That was our time back then. So, um yeah so i don't partake in it as much but i do have shows like now i'm more focused on like um corporate shows we do corporate shows a lot and um some like throughout the pandemic i've had a few shows online and like it's very separated from the hip-hop scene but it's still like in the indie scene so i kind of like stand alone in a way but i don't lose touch with the kids in the hip-hop scene i'm still friends with all of them i'm friends with all the new kids You know, like, they all want to have a song together, but I'm like, okay, well, let's see. Let's see how it goes, you know? So um, it's it's a great scene now, and it's bigger than ever, as you can see, you know, and... It's huge. It's changed so much. It's changed so much, exactly. And I don't see that I fit in there anymore, because even, like, musically, it has changed the ways, you know, like, the music sound, the stuff they write about, or even, you know the angry side of things so and plus i'm much older now like i'm less you make angry you sound like
1: it's been about know, 30 40 years. Come I know, on, I know, I know. years
2: but 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 uh, You're i'm, still I'm young, less la. <laughs> but i'm less angry now so i i don't no, have so much to bitch about as yeah plus now to, you like, do shows like, that actually though. pays, lah exactly
0: so <laughs> <Wow. laughs> <laughs> no, better money
1: seriously you you would know well, well right guys when you do something on the indie scene or all those shows you hardly get paid even yeah. if you get paid, there's always peanuts to cover your grab fare or whatever. But yeah. these days when you do corporate shows, well, that's where the money is, right?
3: Yeah. then grab?
1: <laughs> yeah. Your taxi fare goes on
2: I like to stay connected with the indie scene because I see that as a way to stay relevant in the scene still and just kind of like to still stay alive and not die because mm. I feel like my soul would die if I didn't have the opportunity opportunity to keep performing you know so Darren knows that so some he always just like you know hooks me up with like the randomest things nice. that I've I'll never always done you know that. yeah I yeah,
1: yeah, always enjoy that yeah. and also so I, I envy uh, checking you out on your social media page uh, you tend to fly in all those private jets and so on which uh, some yeah. of us can only dream of Ronila you know, uh, that's, that's, that's
2: my secret life.
1: Yeah, I know. I just kind of exposed it. <laughs> you know about my that. secret life? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. so just keep it that way. I don't want to expose that. <laughs> totally, but totally. anyway, you've also been churning out a lot of music lately. Uh, or Pretty much yeah. like last year, you've been going on for the past two, three years. You've been moving on with the tracks. And uh, I've also noticed that there was a change in uh, the language uh, you, from English to Bahasa. You've been going on the Malay tracks totally, and so on. Totally. Yeah, so any yeah. particular reason on that?
2: Oh, because, like, I kindly finally got sick of trying to penetrate the English market or trying to, like, go international. And I figured, like, you know, since I'm local, I got to focus on the local stuff and I got to start singing in Malay. I got to start talking in Malay. I got to connect more with, like, the Malay side of things. And I just felt like, for me, it was another growth. It was another step for me to, to take into and... Um, <laughs> I mean, my first Malay, it was not my first Malay song, but like my attempt to release my Malay song last year wasn't as successful as I wanted it to be, but I'm not giving up. I'm still like, you know, looking towards that direction because I feel like as an artist, that's the other way for me to grow because I feel like on the English side of things, I've done a lot of stuff. So I think I want to go back to my mother tongue and just kind of like learn it, you know, and, and be better at be better at it. Yeah.
1: Step into that side of the world, and also I checked out one of your interviews. uh, That uh, in one of the statements that you gave is like you're not so active on social media and stuff like that because you said that you know you no longer seek public validation, and currently you now feed your soul and your satisfaction. That's the whole Mm -hmm. idea that's going on. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing uh, for with the current market of uh, the industry itself?
2: It depends at where you're your mental state is at and even your emotional state so i think over the years like i've been through some rough patches and i just felt like i didn't want to be out there too much i wanted to keep more to myself and i'm more private with a lot of stuff like that goes on in my life like before i used to share everything everything (laughs) it's ridiculous the amount of things i share so so yeah I, i i feel as an artist i mean for my mental state current mental state it's it's the way to go for now
1: Yeah, cool. Because the the thing is, I also wanted to ask, I wanted Symphony on that. The importance of social media these days and bringing yourself out uh, very much, you know, quite often and quite frequent, there's always this balance going on right now. Because when you don't do it, people tend to forget you. But at the same time, people are curious to look forward for more of your music and stuff that's coming out. And if you don't do it at all, it's like, it's going to be bad for some cases. But you overdo it. People are kind of get sick and tired of it. Sick
2: and tired, exactly. So, so how so, does what does I, Symphony
1: playing this? Do you which side of the fence are you on? Are you more active on social media, thinking that it is a necessity for me to just go all out for that, or you just just take it easy, as and when, and pick the right place and time to release stuff or post things?
3: Um, I think we we've <coughs> excuse me, I think we've um, you know kind of gone through. Um, the similar transition that you know like what nadira was was saying just now you know like the amount of things that we used to share and post on social media is, 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 is it's 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 like, ridiculous it's ridiculous yeah there's only one way to put it it's like every
2: single thing every it's single like, thing no is, one needs to know that or yeah,
1: no like, one cares you know coffee, what i mean snap, put it in
3: so yeah, I mean I, I would know, right? So I I I, I work I, I currently work as a you know, I, I'm in a I'm in an in, in a digital marketing agency. So I, I do a lot of um, you know, uh, part of my part of my work involves uh some 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 form of social media management for, for some of my clients, right? And you know, so, so so my experiences um kind of translate into that as well. So so back to the you know, the whole band thing back in the day we used to you know post about anything and everything but i think you know today you know in recent times more than you know more than ever it should be our well at least our approach to it should be um let our music do the talking because i think that's what we want to be known for which is our music right Mm -hmm. and i think we're way past the stage where um we feel like oh you know what we want to sell more than our music you know like mm, now yeah. that's our music is literally the only thing that's carrying us and that should be the focal point moving forward so when we have a release or if we feel like we'd like to share with the public you know how we document our process in the studio or if we get a show or something worth sharing then we'll post this you know yeah we're just, much, we're just a bunch of regular dudes you know going about our lives so, yeah. so
1: yeah, it is kind of nice because to see you guys do that because I was having this chat with Danny Kumar here a couple of days back, even in the sense that a lot of things has been happening for 20, during this pandemic, people yeah. tend to release too many things out. It was like too much yeah. of exposing yourself. Yeah, till you yeah. say, hey, I need some time to miss you. And now I'm seeing way too much of you. So I need, I need a bit, a bit like, you know, come give me, I'll take a break with that. You know those kind of things going on, and a lot of artists. Do you think that they are overdoing it right now?
3: Uh, you asking us, or?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your opinion. Your opinion. I'm asking your opinion. It, what, your personal observation.
3: I mean, to uh, be I mean, honest,
0: yeah. Go on. No, yeah. Every Ruben, you Where's... haven't said
1: anything, so you fire okay. first, yeah. Ruben. Yeah,
0: honestly, when you're asked, if you're asking whether a lot of artists are overdoing it, I wouldn't say they are. It really depends on the audience and who your target market is. So for a certain genre of music, like um, what's popular now is a very mellow, chill vibes kind of songs from the people like Daniel Caesar, those kind of things. Yeah, audience are the kind of people who also want to be very in tune with the artist, like they want to keep up to date with whatever's going on in the artist's life. So, I would say it really depends on audience, who you're trying to market to. So, yeah, I wouldn't say they're overdoing it.
1: How about you, Daniel and Nadira? Do you guys feel the same?
2: Well, it depends. Sometimes I feel like some artists take it way too much that they fake it, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, like especially when it comes to um, sponsorships like every other week there's a great product coming out you know like (laughs) i'm like seriously seriously (laughs) yeah so i mean so it really it really depends some some people just go overboard and um i don't know to each his own you know because everybody needs to survive so you got to do what you got to do so yeah
1: yeah, but Daniel, you you be you be one of the person, the best person to ask this, uh, your opinion, because you're in the digital marketing feel, and it's like, is it a healthy process for these artists to do such a thing?
3: Um, I think it's you know, it, like Nadira said, it's to each their own, really. Uh, for me personally, I feel there's no like overdoing it or underdoing it, right? You do whatever whatever keeps you happy. Uh, you do whatever you feel, you know, keep keeps your audience entertained and engaged with you. Um, but at the same time, I think, you know, as long as you don't feel like you're burnt out from churning out content on like a daily basis or whatever, yeah,
2: yeah, then,
3: yeah. I mean, churn out all you want, you know? But, yeah. you know, to the point, if like you got to fake it or like create drama where there's none or whatever just to get attention... uh then that is something that I I personally don't don't stand for, you know. So I I think, yeah, go ahead.
2: Sorry, and also sometimes I feel like artists, like, you live too much for your artists. uh, No, you live too much for your audience that you forget to live for yourself. And that's when artists get depressed, Mm. you know, because you're giving way too much of yourself out to people that you forget to keep some for yourself. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, which is true also. Because another thing, based on my personal observation from the days I've been on radio, TV, till this very day to the podcast, I've seen artists come and go, transitions of artists, uh, things that they go through. The problem is when they get too into it, uh, what's happening is that they lose the originality of themselves in terms they of the music, whatever they produce and so on. They, so like I said, they
2: become their persona, you know? Yeah. They become their persona, yeah. They're, like, in so like, character the whole time, right?
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: So, and then the, your, your, your sound is no longer there. You tend to give things that which is not meant to be you. It's like what the audience want. You keep giving them. Uh, it's like how, do I, like, how do I put it in simple words? You keep giving them what they want, but not what they need. So hence the reason why I got fascinated when I heard Disappear, because I did, I did listen to the first track that you did, the, the so-called unplugged version or whichever you call it, and then I listened to the, uh, the latest version of it, and I noticed the originality of the track. It felt fresh, because you're not really giving in too much to the market of whatever the trend is. Uh, I listen to tracks. I go by tens or hundreds of songs a day or a week. You, know, you just want to see something different going on. And all of a sudden, everybody seems to have that same pattern. And then I see tracks mm-hmm. like yours come out. It's, it's a fresh feel. It's something different because you're maintaining that. You're not giving people what they continuously need, uh, mm-hmm. sort of want at all mm-hmm. times. And you want to have something totally different. I hope yeah. I'm not side-breaking and take, turning, turning this into a documentary or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it's always nice to pick up the brains of artists because they have a, a totally different perception of view of what's there, things that's going on out there. But anyway let's go back way back way back to the track disappear and your music right now it is out it is available on spotify and all the major platforms right
3: yep it is yes
1: and uh, music video when will will that be out (laughs) i think
2: this i think this week it'll be out
1: you think this week yeah
2: yeah
1: hope for that and hopefully by the time this uh, this recording goes out which will be uh, by yeah. now and uh, yeah. you can watch the whole thing and uh, the thing is this after disappear what's the plan for 2021 because it's so unpredictable i can't nobody knows what the hell is going on for 2021 but yeah. 2020 was the struggle itself
2: everyone's just surviving right
1: yeah it's right. like okay what do i do now should i go on should i do this or should i just steal back before pm comes up with another statement so what's the plans for you guys
3: uh 2020 is repeating itself so we're like oh man it's just oh, running
2: yeah.
0: back um, but we're
2: we're in a in a better mental state like we are prepared for yeah, it so we absolutely. know what we have to go through so prepare yourselves i mean like for me i my plan is like throughout this mco i have more time i just set up my studio proper studio and i've recorded a few songs so my plan is to actually finish all the stuff that i didn't finish the last mco because
1: I finally have time to finish it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. How are you guys? So, I think that
3: the original plan was to, um, you know, get together and um, write a bunch of new songs. Um, interestingly, you brought up about Ruben songwriting as well earlier. So, that was something that we'd hope to really explore and, um, you know, capitalize on, if I can say. <laughs> <if laughs> <you know?
2: laughs> <laughs> Unleash
1: Ruben's side.
3: Yeah, we gotta reach deep down into that
1: Yeah. Core. D- core Make sure you don't go too deep. As it is, he's coming out with a depressing track. So don't don't go too deep, man. It might you be too dark, dark for you to come out.
0: <laughs> What's that? Don't don't go too deep. If not, we'll start depressing other people.
1: <laughs> but yeah, on
3: a serious note, I think the, the, the plan is to put out um an acoustic uh EP this year. Yep. That's the plan um nice. it's gonna be a nice. bunch like a whole bunch of like new songs like um some of the stuff that we didn't manage to put into the previous album is definitely going to make an appearance here and you know hopefully when all is said and done uh we have something that two of us as a singer songwriter duo have something to be proud of yeah nice. you
2: guys work really fast really yeah, they work fast oh, and like yeah. every single every single song of theirs is like amazing.
1: Yeah, I could see own. that. I was pulling the timeline of your music from 2019 till today. Yeah, you guys are pretty fast, man. Compared to most of the guys that I come across with, like really? it, could really
3: it felt like it felt like forever. I think yeah, like, it's trust me,
1: like, trust forever. me, dude. I I have chat with artists that comes out with songs every three years once, and yes. then they say I'm still working on it. I'm still trying to fine tune <laughs> it. So before you know it, I might have grandkids, man. <laughs> totally. oh, man. But it's good, it's good to hear that. And uh, in case if anybody would like to follow you, since we're talking about social media or places that they would like to get in touch with you and check out all this stuff that you do professionally, not on the personal level, uh, where do they visit? Let's start off with uh, Daniel and uh, Ruben. Where do they go to? Uh, wanted Symphony. So
3: on Instagram, we are uh, just simply Wanted Symphony um, W A N T E D S Y M P H O N Y, Wanted Symphony. Uh, on Twitter, we are the same as well, um, <clears throat> you know, and what else? Facebook as well, same thing, uh, Spotify. Spotify, yeah, Spotify, YouTube, um, all that good stuff. So yeah, just search Wanted Symphony. Our name will probably pop up somewhere.
1: Nadira, how about you? Is there any separate things or do you still stick to one? one <laughs> particular I, stick,
2: page? I stick to one. Um, you can go to www.nadiramusic.com where you can find my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and all, but on all of those, my handle is the same: it's Nadira Music.
1: There you yep. go. You heard it, NadiraMusic.com. That's the place you want to go to check out Nadira stuff, uh, whether it's social media, music, and much, much more. And also, if you're looking for Wanted Symphony, just type out Wanted Symphony, and everything you need will be available. And once again, guys, uh, before we wrap, it, wrap things up, I just want to say it again: it's a beautiful track. And- awesome track it's a thank definitely you so must. Much. thank you Nef. thank you so much i, I, I really need so to keep much. up with the times right now i don't know what's the term they use for putting in the playlist your spotify playlist uh, what is there any special name for that where you keep looping it is there any name for that no, no. it's
2: repeat repeat, Just repeat. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. so
1: these, these are the songs that you need to put on repeat especially for the year 2021 uh, it is Disappear, brought to you especially by Wanted Symphony and also Nadira. Please check it out. And the music video will be out pretty soon. It's a nice, nice, touchy, sentimental, I don't know how to put it, a like very emotional-looking uh, uh, music <laughs> video. Oh, pretty bluish. So that's the best I can give you to you. do uh, <laughs> check it out. Once again, guys, thank you so much for coming on board. It's been a great pleasure chatting with you. Daniel, it's good to chat with you also. And Ruben, uh, at least we get to know, the fanboys get to know what happened to Wanted Symphony and how the transition took place. Thank you for enlightening thank us you. on that. Adura. it's good to see you after so, so, so long.
2: Yes, thank you, you so up. much now. Yeah, we're going to catch up.
1: Uh, Yeah, hopefully this MCO ends soon, man. I need to go and catch totally. up with friends. It's been A-O a while. Ice. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ice, yeah, right? <laughs> All
0: right. Thanks a lot, guys.